All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Bottom of the Ninth Podcast. I'm your host, Elijah Rodriguez, and today we have, well, I'll give a special introduction. So Oscar's actually coming on board to the Baseball Express team to help us um, with a lot of marketing stuff. He's helping us do content creation. So I felt it appropriate to have him on the podcast, talk about his experiences in baseball and and kind of what led him here. So Oscar, what's going on, man? Not much, man. We're here for another day. <laughs> and I apologize. My voice sounds like absolute garbage because I'm still getting over some some sickness that I've got. <clears throat> but anyway, so how do you, I, I got to ask, so what do you think of like working? Like I know you worked in the restaurant industry because, and that's for everyone to know in San Antonio that you and your family owned Don Pedro over off of military. Yeah. It's an awesome place. If you yeah. haven't been there and you're in San Antonio, go give it a, go give it a try. They have good margaritas. <laughs> but so, so I got to ask something before we even get into your baseball career. What's the biggest thing that you've noticed that you like more about man, from, stepping aside from the management of, of a restaurant industry? to kind of stepping into the sporting goods world? I think it's more so like the lessons that I'm going to learn moving forward. Yeah. Uh, as far as how corporations run like big mm-hmm. businesses yeah. as such. It's a, different, then, it's a different vibe. Man. Yeah. The animals way different. Yes. Um, a lot different. It may I'd not say, seem that way at times though. Yeah. I'd say the restaurant business was way different because managing different people and their mindsets versus like, you know, our background being part of teams mm-hmm. and being part of, you know, people that want to excel. Right. And sometimes like in the restaurant business, they may not have that same mindset mm-hmm. as like, let's say a waiter or a busser, <laughs> yeah. like, but I guess that's what led me to, to yeah. this. You you got, yeah. It drew you in, man. Yeah. It's fun, dude. It's a good time. I mean, I've, I've, I've been blessed that I've worked here for so long that I've kind of like kind of grew up with this culture a little bit in, in my professional career, like post-college, post-everything. So mm-hmm. I've, I've seen it. I haven't had the opportunity to go and see something, how that works. Right. Though it is, I'm sure, completely different. It's oh, yeah. Close. But it's fun, though, right? Oh, for sure. <laughs> I would say it's fun, especially when you're bartending, because I bartended there as well. Oh, there you go. So I guess that's what opened up more of my personality. Mm-hmm. You know, it really yeah. brought out who Oscar is and because you got to talk to everyone yeah, sitting there. You yeah. got to be goofy. You got to like, you know, play to the crowd, engage them. Yeah. Yeah. If they're, if they're kind of sitting there chilling, Hey, you what know, to you? leave them alone, mm-hmm. if they'll call you for a drink or if <laughs> it's somebody know. that like wants to talk about their day <laughs> and how their manager's a piece of what, yeah. you know, yeah, you can go about it like that. So, yeah. I mean, it enough. is what it is. All right, man. So let, let's get into, let's get into the baseball stuff, man. So you've been playing baseball for, or, well, you kind of took a little high. I'm trying to get him back in the game a little bit. Go play some men's league on Sundays. I'm trying. Yeah. What? When did you start playing ball? When is like your earliest memory of, of playing baseball? I would say around like the four to five yeah. age group. Like, of course, you know, T-ball. Yeah. Um, I played T-ball from like St. Gregory. So I grew mm-hmm. up as like a Catholic school kid. All the, all the way up, <laughs> all the way up through eighth grade and through mm-hmm. high school, of course. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I would say I still remember, you know, me wearing a red like angels hat there you go but having green and yellow <laughs> jerseys really oh yeah because i but did we you were play, the, would you because, pick CYO? yes because oh, okay. we were the angels um, yeah that doesn't mean christmas tree out there or what? i don't know green red or what? i was i was ready to bring presents and they were probably <laughs> little gap shots off the sea <laughs> fair enough so so did you know so back in the, i mean everyone plays every sport right when you're younger you play basketball you play yeah. Some play football. I don't know if you did you play football when you were uh, not until I got to high school. Yeah. So, so I grew up playing basketball and baseball religiously. There you go. And then eighth grade year, I stepped into a different 
I don't know why I wanted to play soccer, but I wanted to play soccer. soccer. Yeah, I played soccer. Interesting. Yeah. How was that? It was different. It, I'm <laughs> well, not... The soccer you play when you're a child and the soccer you play when you're like, they're competing, there's yeah. a different, it's not even close. I wasn't the greatest. They put me in defense. Hey, bump into some people, you'll be good to but go. So you understand soccer. So you can watch a soccer game and know what's going on. Oh, for sure. I have, I have no clue. Yeah. I've, I'm lost. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, there's, there's those rules where like the ball can't be past certain offside. people offside. I have yeah. no idea. Yeah. No clue. I That's, didn't know either. I had to like learn real quick. I was going to say, yeah. you just get thrown in there and everyone, mm-hmm. everyone's screaming at you to figure it out. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know what I'm doing out here. <laughs> but <laughs> so you, so you played soccer in middle school. So when did, when did baseball become the sport where you're like, you know what? Like, cause everyone comes to that point, right? Everyone's like, okay, when you play, yeah, everyone plays for a while, you play every sport, even middle school guys play multiple sports, Yeah, but you were already specializing in baseball. I was already at that point. We all were, for right? Sure. When was it like, okay, I'm going to just, baseball is going to be like the one, this is the sport I'm going to chase for the rest of, of my athletic career. Yeah. I, th- I think when I started realizing it more was when I was around like the eight or nine. Really? And I was, it was early on. Yeah. I think it was because one of how challenging it was. It's like golf. To learn. Yeah. Um, And that's when I started like my one-on-one lesson you know, journey Mm -hmm. with uh, a guy that I hold dear to my heart. Yeah. And that, that's when I stepped up, you know, early on I was struggling, but we've talked about it before. Mm -hmm. Your mind just doesn't, it's not developed, not ready yet. Yeah. It doesn't pick it up. Um, but then when it really started to get realistic was when I was in middle school, like, that's when you're like, okay, well, that's the point where like, I mean, even like some kids are already looking at college and when they get to middle school, it's mm-hmm. like, they're, they're like setting their sights way higher. Yeah. So I believe it. No, for sure. I agree. <laughs> um, there just comes a point where it like clicks and you're ready to go. Yeah. You know, I think <clears throat> when I was 13 and I played for, uh, the Cardinals, we were a select team out of San Antonio guys from like Alma Heights, uh, all over Bernie, the place. Yeah, yeah, all over the place, New Braunfels you know, Smithson Valley, where, wherever we could get it. Yeah. Um, but the coach I had that during that time, I feel changed me to have more of a, like a go get it yeah. mindset. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't like a, we're just playing anymore. Like you show up and you see that. Team There's across. a reason. Yeah. yeah. Like There's a reason we're here. You're trying to win. Yeah. And I guess growing up, it was difficult to see the potential I had in myself. Yeah, that was the hard part. Really, I was harder on myself than I think most were hard on me. Hmm. And I think the best ball players are, though, honestly. Yeah, that was the one thing that I realized, you know, recently these past like two years of my life was that maybe people saw what they saw, mm-hmm. but they didn't understand what was behind behind them. the scenes. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, dude, I've seen a lot of guys, like maybe at a young age, it may be a little bit unhealthy to mm-hmm. do that because you're a kid, right? You're still just, you're, that's what people don't understand, man. That's why I think it's funny, like the like little kids that are playing select now, yeah. and the parents are like on their shit all the For time, sure. just like ripping them. And I'm just like, dude, he's a kid. He's 10 years old. Yeah. He's just trying to figure this whole thing out. <laughs> right. He may have hit a bomb one at bat and then strike out the next and have no reason, no idea why that happened. Mm-hmm. He just like, was just playing. Yep. So I think that's that's funny that you say that because I think a lot of kids go through that now because mm-hmm. with how how big select is nowadays. Oh yeah, it's worse now I think than it was back then. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But, so but that's so, how it was, you know, kind of yeah. growing up. And I think when I was thirteen, of course, realizing that I could be something when I got to high school. Yeah. You know, and was I, there any was there any thoughts beyond high school at that point? 
I mean, every kid's dream is like, I want to play major league baseball, but it's yeah. like, realistically. I mean, it, realistically, I saw myself more looking into the college part. Yeah. Um, but I had like, what was it? Um, Arizona state and Miami were like my the two dream two schools. Dream schools. Yeah. Uh, both opposite ends. <laughs> Literally. I mean, <laughs> Literally opposite Arizona ends. state was more because of like, just the colors. Like it was the smallest thing. Yeah. Right? yeah. It was like the colors of their uniforms. Uh, the sun devils, like mm -hmm. just love the way they like wore their uniforms up, down, the clean, yeah. yeah, the clean look. Yeah. And then Miami, it was more so the you, the you and living the lifestyle, you know, when Being I, in, in Miami, in yeah. Miami, you know, uh, I always loved Florida because when we were 12, of course, you know, you traveled and yeah. went to U-Triple-S-A World Series mm -hmm. growing up. And that was one of the places we went to, I think they call it Kissimmee, Florida. Yeah. Or Kissimmee. Kissimmee however you Kissimmee, say whatever it. Whatever it yeah, same thing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so we went out there. I loved it. Uh, yeah. Great area. But yeah, that that's when it started really getting the sink in. real. So that was funny because we played you guys. So we, we had middle school teams, right? Yeah. I remember playing you, man. I remember forever ago. And Adam Adam refuses to tell me to or like validate validate the story. Validate it now. Validate the story. But when we played you guys, I didn't hit a home run. We had a buddy that hit my buddy Andre. He played Antonio. Yep. Yeah, Travis. he hit a home run. Yeah, hit a home run. And then, but you hit one off of me because I pitched that game. You remember what it was? What do you mean? The pitch? Yeah. Oh, probably a dick shot down the middle. Nope. It wasn't? It was a curveball. Was it? I Dude, just. You smashed it. It was the, way gone. Dropped the head on. It wasn't even close. I was just like, oh shit. But so it was funny. That was our first game of the season. Did you know that? Was it really? Yeah. I don't even remember. So that's eighth grade. Yeah, eighth grade. Mm hmm. I had just got released that same morning to play from sprint, uh, spraining my ankle. Really? That's why I didn't field. I just hit that game. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't play the field. Uh, my ankle was still, still kind of swollen. swollen from the sprain. What'd you do? Uh, it was basketball season was oh, right before gosh. baseball. So <laughs> I went up for a rebound, landed on Came some down. guy's foot and over. You betcha. Yeah. <laughs> Sounded like a gunshot went off. For sure. Really? Oh yeah, it was nasty. But it wasn't broken. No. It Damn, was, you got some strong ligaments. It was weird. Dude, that's wild. Yeah. And you still drop bombs. I guess. I mean, the the field was small. The field was very. Uh, you know, it's funny because I coach now at St. Matthew, so I go back to these fields, and it's wild watch. Like going back to these same fields that I played on. Yeah. Watching these kids now play on, mm -hmm. and I'm like, wow, these fields used to feel so much bigger, and they're like cracker jack little oh, baby yeah. fields, bro. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. Like we used to, like at St. Matthews, I remember like we used to have like, like home run turn, like, cause back in the day we were good, man. That kind of realm of baseball has really shifted a lot. It's mm -hmm. not the same anymore. Like back in the day, we used to be able to like, our whole team could have a home run derby. Well, I remember when we were those ages, like I would, I would say Holy Spirit, St. Matthews, Fredericksburg, St. Gregory's, St. Gregory's, St. Like, Luke's and St. Luke's like ran it, ran yeah. the little mm -hmm. division that mm -hmm. we were playing in and it was stacked. It was consistent all around around the board, mm -hmm. especially our eighth grade year, I think. Really? I would say so. No, yeah, you're right, us, because that's when everyone went off, yeah. That's when everyone, like, went off to high school, and you saw the same guys playing varsity, mm -hmm. in a sense. Well, what was more funny was that, like, all those guys that we used to play against, we all ended up having, well, a good chunk of us ended mm -hmm. up playing together at some point, because yes. we had to go to high school, and, like, we're all going to play together. That's yeah. I think that was such a wild thing to do. Mm -hmm. I think that's what makes that middle school realm so much more exciting, Right. because you're playing against all these guys. But like for people who aren't in San Antonio, the 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 Catholic because you have to say because we got a lot of people out here that aren't in the same areas we are, right. but we talk about a lot of stuff here. 
in San Antonio, there's like the Catholic schools, like all the schools that Oscar just listed, and we all play each other. But in reality, after the middle school, it branches off into like, I'd say two main. It's Antonian and Central. And if mm-hmm. you're a girl, it's Incarnate Word Antonian, which is Incarnate Word's an all-girls school. Central's an all-boys school. Antonian is co-ed. But for the most part, for guys, you're pretty much splitting into Incarnate Word. I'm sorry, Antonian or Central. So, right. But a good chunk of us ended up going and playing, and we all ended up playing together, which yeah. is awesome. I had a great time. Yep. It was fun. It was fun. It was fun. Especially when we got to the junior and senior mm-hmm. years, for sure. It's wild. It's it's crazy to think back on all that. But so so things are kind of developing. When was it like, so when did, when did, and this is something I ask everyone because this is probably the most like valuable information we give to parents and kids that are listening is the college recruitment phase. Mm-hmm. It's like for some people, it's so scary. They don't even want to look at it. They don't yeah. want to talk about it. They're just like, this is overwhelming. They don't know if they should be going to showcases. Should they be paying for co-ops to promote their kids? Like there's so much out there mm-hmm. that it's almost too, so overwhelming that they don't know which route to take. Right. So give us a little bit on like when, when did your college recruitment truly start and like how did you kind of navigate through that? Because you are the first, you're the only child that played sports in your family. Right. So there wasn't really, you were the guinea pig because there's yeah. no one else before you. Yeah. Nobody really knew like what to do right. to go play college sports in right. my family. So how did, how did you kind of navigate through that? How did that whole thing kind of go? So as a freshman, I would, I call it fortunate. Mm-hmm. I was fortunate to play as a freshman in high school. Yeah, you play. You're like my brother, dude. My brother never played a game of, J- of JV. Never. Yeah, just so, straight in. So, I think when that started happening, you know, the mind shit, the mind just shifted. Yeah. To like, oh, I can do this. Yeah, yeah. So, well, before actually, before we get to that point, yeah. I have to ask. I have to ask this question because I do ask. I ask it more or less when when guys go from college to pro. Mm-hmm. Highs from from playing youth ball to going to high school, like kind of gets overlooked sometimes. But in your case, and it's something I asked my brother, was like you went from playing like let's say the the, the slappies of like the middle school. Every, every team has like one or two guys, yeah. But then you go in to play high school, and like now you're a 14 year old kid playing against 18 year olds. Right. That, are, that are, some are you know committed to go play at some really big places. Mm-hmm. Some may even get had the chance to go play pro ball. Like, what was was that jump eye opening? Was it nerve wracking? Were you were you nervous at all as a kid? Because you're young, man. Like you're 14. Right. You just got thrown into this whole new world. Like you get your, for the first time missing school to go play baseball. Like how was all that? I think I had something to prove when I showed up. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I was brought up as a really good kid. Mm -hmm. Um, You had a good family to back you. That's good. Yeah. So like I had a, I had a really good mindset to be nice. Mm -hmm. Um, But there were some things that, you know, maybe high school happened. Like when you're in high school, things happen, right? Right. You know, as far as like school goes, Mm -hmm. whether you're at like a pep rally or a football game. Mm -hmm. And then there's like, of course, the older crew, Mm -hmm. like the guys that are right above you or maybe a little bit older. Mm -hmm. Um, And they may have heard about you already. Yeah. You know, and they see it coming. And so I guess it's kind of like, you know, you see it in the movies, like somebody has it out for the new kid mm-hmm. and wants to like bring him down. <laughs> well, I felt when those things happened, I used it as gas fuel. Yeah. And I was just ready to like show up on practice. Like First when we practice. started fall and did all that stuff, mm-hmm. like it was tryout day from yeah. day one. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as it went on, it was tryouts every day, even in practice yeah. tryouts. Mm-hmm. But that was from my mom's mindset of yeah. like, hey, every day you show up. You don't know who's watching because someone might show up one day at practice and, you and no just idea. see mm-hmm. how you act. Absolutely. And so if we're talking about the jump, I was ready. You're ready. Because that summer 
Did or, you play up going into it? Yeah, I played 18U and 16U. There you go. I played both teams. So it was more of like a I got a call like, hey, we're playing at um we're playing at Mission Stadium. You know, we're playing at Wolf. Yeah. Uh we want you to come out. Yeah. And I kid you not, I was pitching on the 18U. See, that's wild. And then I was hitting against these guys for Woodbat Summer. <laughs> but yeah. did I did I win at bats all the time? Probably not. Right. Did I get smoked off the mound? Oh yeah. It's all but, part of the learning curve, man. But then there was like that's the thing though. I think that the mindset has changed in some of the younger kids that we see is mm -hmm. they get smoked off the wall and they get on the mound for the next guy. It's like they immediately just they shut down. Shut over. down. Yeah. Um so I think my mindset was like, hey dude, next guy, come on. Yeah. I'm ready. The to, next one, I'm yeah. ready to make you look and see that's yeah. but see it's funny you say that because I didn't like that that mindset is a very it's immature because mm -hmm. it's like baseball is such a it's such a wild game and it's such a game of failure that like yeah you're gonna get beat and it's yeah there's no way you're gonna win every single battle it's impossible right and kids these days have such a short like room for error in their minds because of like I think the instant gratification mm -hmm. of like them wanting to be perfect like I have to be perfect blah 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 this that and the other. So they, they don't know how to handle any sort of adversity like that. When right. it's like you look at a big league guy, gives up a home run. It's like, okay. He's already like looking to the umpire yeah. for another Where's the next one? Like I get the next one. Like, so what? Right. Yeah. But like, we're not taught that mindset as a kid. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what hurts, bro. But right. that, you luckily were, man. That's good. You kind of yeah. had that instilled. Yeah. yeah. I had like, we'll get onto it like further on in the conversation, right. I'm sure. But coaches that I've had. They were meant to be mm -hmm. like, it was almost God aligned. Yeah, these yeah. guys like path. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why I said when I showed up as a freshman, my 13 U and 14 U coach, mm -hmm. that guy spoke to me. I've never been spoken to before. Mm -hmm. Like just asking more out of you and, but he used different words. He wasn't screaming at you. He wasn't being demeaning. He was teaching you. Yeah. Yes. So it was a different talk. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's still crazy though, man. But like, mm -hmm. see, like, see what you said. So you played up this summer going into your freshman year. Yeah. See, my brother did that. I mm -hmm. didn't do that. I think that that is a big piece of it. So mm -hmm. my brother was obviously my brother's. He's different. He was a lot better than I was as a ball player. Yeah. I had a little bit more of the different. Like as I matured, I had him beat. Mm -hmm. But talent wise, he always beat me. Always. So that's why I tell people all the time, like, hey, like if you're going into high school and your goal is to play beyond high school, like you can't go into high school thinking. I'm going to work for this. No, it's like, I got to work for the next one. You're always, should always be one phase ahead of yourself. Right. So that you do well here and then you're ready for the next one. And then you're ready for the next one and you're ready for the next one. Right. That's where I, I was, I was asking for the college recruitment stuff. You weren't, you were the Guinea pig, but yeah. your parents did it right. Like for me, my, my parents were like, you're going to play where you should be playing. Or we're not going to play any, like a 14 year. When I was going to high school, I was playing, still playing 14 year because I was 14. So mm -hmm. it's like, I'm going to play 14 year. But that hurt me going into it because then we go into the fall workouts to like where everyone plays together and you got guys throwing like 85, 86. And I'm like, I've never seen this before. Right, right. I've never seen anything. So you struggle and you've yeah. never seen it. So it's, it's scary. It's shocking. You don't know what to do, which is why I struggled so much freshman and sophomore year. Cause I didn't play. And then finally my parents were like, all right, we should make you maybe make you play a little bit higher. Oh, thank you. I didn't even yeah. think that was enough. Like yeah. what the hell? Right. But, but anyway, that's, we'll get into that. Cause yeah. that's, that's a whole lot of more into that aspect of things. But so you play your high school, and you were good in high school. Well, we all know you were a stud, bro. When when did it get to the point? Now we'll get into the college. Like so, sophomore, junior, senior year. Yeah. What you're going to showcases, right? Were you doing that oh, kind yeah. of stuff, so, traveling to play? So, sophomore year, I, I did like the baseball factory and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that gave me 
more of a opportunity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember as far as like time frame wise, mm-hmm. but in sophomore year, I did get um, an invite out to Bradenton, Florida, okay. for baseball factory. Yeah. So I went. Um, How was that? We it was amazing. We stayed yeah. at a Pirates City training camp. That's fucking sick. Yeah, that's so, badass. So that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, and the guys that were rookies were there at the same time. See, that's so cool. So it would be like eight fifteen. We're walking out to start stretching with a ton of guys, mm-hmm. and those guys are starting a game at eight fifteen in the morning. Yeah, like developmental league, baby. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I can I can recall. I still remember this to the day. Uh, Throwdown. And I'm walking by and these guys have guns mm-hmm. and catcher throws a 95 mile an hour seed. Oh my God. Maybe about like two feet above the ground to second base. Yeah. And I was just like, wow. Like, yeah. I mean, off the knees, didn't even come just, up, just, just, sah, yeah. just smoked it. And so those things I recall for sure. But when I went out there, that was an experience of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, we were on selective teams, of course, like, there was guys that wanted to go to Texas. So we were the Sun Devils. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. Because I had said before, I wanted to be an Arizona Sun Devil. Yeah. Uh, because I went to a showcase here. Well, what is it? Uh, over off 281 Northeast, right? Is oh, the, yeah. The ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm talking about. So they had a baseball factory showcase out there. Okay. And a coach had come up to me before I left and he said, hey, if you had a college to go to, where would it be? Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, Arizona State. And he's like, oh, Sun Devils. So I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> Try big league. I'm like, oh. so <laughs> that's when we later got, you know, information in the mail and invite to go out to Florida. We took it thankful that my parents, you know, paved the way and paid the way. Yeah, man. Um, cause that's for, a big piece of it. Yes. Too, man. For those opportunities. And I'm fortunate for it. Yeah. Um, so then it landed me another one and I went to, um, Arizona. I, yeah. I made the All-America Texas team That's badass. in Baseball Factory. Yeah. So, I mean, big, big, like, ceremony where we all get recognized, Team Texas. Mm-hmm. We go get our jersey. They give us our, our box for cleats and stuff, <laughs> like, and everyone gets recognized. Right. Um, so, That's cool, though. That's a good time. Yeah, it was an experience, and I got to meet a lot of dudes. A lot of ballplayers, like, yeah. A lot of dudes. You uh, still keep in contact with any of those guys? Not anymore. Uh, there's guys that I follow on Instagram and they're stuff. Playing, they're that, playing big leagues and stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. I see, I see guys living their life, man. Yeah. Like just like we are now. That's um, the cool thing about baseball though, man. Like not even like aside from like the competition, like playing the game, like you make so many relationships out of this game. It's not even funny, dude. Oh yeah. Like beyond baseball. Mm-hmm. Like you just become friends with a lot of people. Yeah. And, and that's fun. true. And I mean, it's almost like, you know, if you ever, let's say you got yourself in a bind and you said, Hey, I need to make some extra cash. Yeah, I can call so and so up and be like, yeah, "Hey, man. dude, like, what do you what do you got going? I'll do something for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I can do this, I can do that, and get the yeah. direction set for you." There you go, man. So it's all about looking out for your peers, and it's like picking people up. Like, yeah. you know, a guy made an error. Hey, pick him up. Yeah, no big deal. It's dude. all relative. Yeah, it's forward. all relative, dude. It's funny. so. As far as like after Arizona, that's when Miami came. Yeah, and it was another showcase invite from yeah. Miami. Mm-hmm and how'd that go that was awesome was it badass like unreal don't get me wrong like i know today you know we talked about kids that have five tools Mm -hmm. maybe i had tools 
I wasn't the fastest fastest guy on the field, mm-hmm. but what made me fast was the like in between pitches as an infielder. Like, mm-hmm. what is like? Let's say you're pitching. What are you throwing today? How consistent is your stuff? Are right. you missing? You know, we're throwing fastball inside, and this guy has an inside out swing. Well, I'm not expecting the ball to my right. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting the ball right at me or to my left. Right. With a couple steps cheated. Mm-hmm. So those are the little things that made me better. See, you know, what what I tell you right right before we came in here about playing infield and stuff like that, that stuff I never learned because yeah. I never played it and I didn't know like yeah. that's how you play those positions. Mm-hmm. Like like I didn't know, like, and that's stuff you just learn. Like mm-hmm. you're just playing at a higher level. You hear, you learn from these guys. Like, yeah. hey, I'm throwing my fastball inside here, but this guy's swinging like this. I'm trying to induce a ground ball to that side for whatever for sure. reason. Like you're inducing, but that's something that you don't learn. Like mm-hmm. they don't teach you at like the lower levels. Yeah. Like, that's stuff you learn at that level, right? Which is important. And I was fortunate, like I said, you know, the guy that took me on from my day one, like from being eight <clears throat> all the way through yeah. my career of lessons, he spoke to me about that because. He wasn't the fastest guy, but he learned it through college because those coaches spoke about those things. Right. So Miami was awesome because I hit well. I've played the field well. Mm -hmm. I pitched really well. So it was like those showcases that you showcased for a day or two and then you played those next two days. Yeah. We got to see the campus. We got to see Mm -hmm. locker room, like everything. See, that's sick. Um, I swear, I thought the toilets were going to be green. The <laughs> tile was green. Was it really? It was awesome. That's sick. It was so cool. Give me one second. I'm going to turn this camera back. Yeah. Down. These things time out after like 15, 20 minutes. Like, no, that's all right. Boom. See, I didn't even know that you went to a Miami one. Yeah. I didn't even know that you did that. What yeah. year was that? Sophomore year. A sophomore year? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So you, you go through all the showcases. We're playing at, at school. We're playing. You're playing year-round, right, at that point, right? Because oh, yeah. either we're in season or you're playing summer ball or fall is for showcases and all mm-hmm. that stuff, right? So coming to your junior – when did you commit? When What year Senior did you commit? Year. Senior year. Mm-hmm. So what, Senior fall. what led up to that? Was there like – were you juggling certain schools? Was it like – did you go on visits? Any official visits, unofficial? Like how – and how did those come in? Was it kind of just by you going to different showcases and, t- and talking to different people, playing, or did you go to, like, perfect game? I know you said you went to the Under Armour ones. Mm-hmm. The What are they called again? Baseball Factory. Baseball Factory. I don't even think it exists anymore, does it? No, no it doesn't. I don't think so. Perfect game pretty much wiped yeah. the whole yep. – it's perfect game now. But So how did how did that whole thing facilitate, and what went into the decision that you had to play at, at St. Mary's? So um, playing as, like, from the sophomore on – I, I grew up playing with the Wranglers. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's another my, lo- it's a local team. Yeah. We played you guys all the time. Yeah. And then <laughs> yeah. my hitting coach, uh, the guy that I grew up with, you know, mm-hmm. he coached the 16U and then Ben Van Ryan coached yeah, Ryan. 18s mm-hmm. with Adrian Cantu. That's an interesting man right there. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, l- honestly, man. learned quite a bit from him, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, but that's the cool thing about baseball is you got to be a little crazy to play. Yeah, you do. So it's mm-hmm. cool. Um, I learned a lot from those guys. I learned how to grow up as well and, and make fast, quick man. adjustments, mm-hmm. you know, within yeah. the game. So I remember playing at uh, St. Ed's. Yeah, and I loved the field there. 
I honestly love the field there because I played good there. There you go. So it was kind of like one of those things <laughs> where you're like, thing, yeah, yeah, you're like, oh, dude, I hit good here. I play the field good here. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you wanted to be be that. Yeah. I do remember uh, Coach Pete talking to some of the coaches. I remember Coach Woods was kind of like the guy that mm -hmm. would look. Yeah. Um, so I remember those little, you know, moments. Little pieces. Yes. Yeah. And I really didn't get any, anything else. I think yeah. I never really got anything bigger. And then of course, I think it was my junior or senior year. I'm hitting in the cage with my hitting coach mm -hmm. and here comes Tyler Meagle, which is <laughs> His son, Charlie's son. Coach, yeah. And he's hitting with Pete. And that's the first time I've seen a man like in the cage, yeah. like swinging mm -hmm. like that and just shaking the cage. Like I've never heard before. Um, and basically it was like one of those moments where it was like, a, I see you, but I don't see you. Like mm -hmm. I'm not here to watch you. Yeah. He's like, I'm here to do my own shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, but Charlie was there too. Mm -hmm. And he's here for his son, but you know, I was hitting with them and it was kind of like a, you know, I see the tools I think but they see, came... that's, that's one of those things, man. It's like, but like him being there is crazy. Yeah. It's insane. Like the yeah. timing of it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that's oh, yeah. wild. So I'm sitting back and I'm like, dang, like there's a college coach like right there. And I'm just doing like a hitting session, mm -hmm. you know, working on my screen. Right. And maybe that's good because he gets to see me react off of a miss and mm -hmm. then make a square up. Yeah. You know, see how you, how you truly play it. Yes. Yeah. So I do remember them coming to watch me play as well. Uh, and then, of course, like you said, you asked, you know, what led to decision making? I think those were the two schools I knew for sure. Yeah. And I wanted to play at St. Ed's. I really mm -hmm. did. But I don't think I ever heard of an offer. Like I told, we talked about mm -hmm. this but once before. Yeah. And St. Mary's offered me in the fall and I took it. I remember yeah. signing it in November. Um. But I was the guy who didn't do the big signing days. I wouldn't do like, that, yeah. Like, you know, I <clears throat> I looked back and I was like, man, it would have been cool to do it. But at the same time, I'm like, nah, the hell did it. Nah, you know, like deal. I yeah. signed. I'm yeah. ready to play. I think back in the day, the, the signing days weren't as big yet. Yeah. Now it's like you have to have a whole. Yes. Now they take the bro. Like, Pep rally, stop the school. Stuff. Yeah. Now, now you got guys, you got recruits <laughs> that go to like. Vanderbilt, they go to these school, mm -hmm. and they have, they have photo shoots. Mm -hmm. They have all kinds of visit. They go, oh my yeah. like, dude, like, do you want to play here? And I, I, I think that's a little bit much. You're mm -hmm. trying to woo a kid. Okay, I get it. Right. But like, do you want to play here or not? It, it comes yeah. down to one simple question. Right. Do you want to play here? Do you mm -hmm. want to play for me as a coach? Yeah. What is it going to be? Well, and hearing about that was another de decision that I made too. Was you know I told you before I wanted my parents to see me play, right? And it was close by. It was close to home. That's important. Yeah. Um. I don't think mentally I was ready to leave yet. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it would have been a good thing for me to leave and go play somewhere else because mm -hmm. I could grow up right. a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but it lined up well because I needed Coach Mingle as a coach. Yes. For me. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. I needed him. Yeah. To excel me as a person. Yeah. Which then led to the field. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I. I don't know. I mean, I don't know a lot of guys' mindsets, you know, looking back. Mm -hmm. I, I can't really recall or 
Go back, into depth. Yeah, back in that day, you're not really you're more worried about yourself and how you're going to perform rather than being like, yeah. hey, what do you think? Yeah, and then and then <laughs> What's he, going on with you? And, and then you sit back, you know, now and you're like, man, what if that guy was really struggling? Yeah. You know, like you didn't even know. Yeah, you didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I mean, because there are some days like you know you'd feel like nobody can touch it, mm-hmm. and then the next day you're like fighting up there yeah, each pitch, every pitch you can't. You're like second guessing yeah. every thought you have at the plate, yeah. dude. That's that's part of the game. That's mm-hmm. what makes baseball so interesting, yeah. bro. It's like you can be on top of the world. And that's why I tell people, bro, like all the time, like I've, I've coached kids that are good. And I'm like, dude, you can't let that affect the way you look at yourself, the way you look at your gameplay, because then you start going, oh, I'm good. I got this. And then baseball yeah. slaps you right in the face. And you're like, I don't got this anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how true. it goes, though, man. Like you cannot get – that's why the best players, you look at the best players, like they keep their mouth shut. Mm-hmm. They don't say anything. They just mm-hmm. keep – like Otani, I, everyone's kind of like to, like over him at this point. Like, they're not over him, but you see people are like, oh, enough about him. Enough. I'm like, dude, that guy plays the game so graciously. Mm-hmm. It's not even funny. Yeah. You'll never see him boast. He's never going to act out of character. He's as stoic as he is when he's playing and he's batting four for four or he gets rocked on the mound. He is the same player you're going to get every single day. Yeah. And I think that's just a mature mindset thing, dude. Well, that goes from looking at how he grew up, though. You got, I mean, you got to look at different cultures. It's a lot different. Yes, yes. Culture is way different. It is. And yeah. I think that's a lot of what we deal with now too is culture. <laughs> that's that's I, a lot I of mean, conversation, bro. Especially with, yeah. you know, young kids coming up through the ranks of baseball. Mm-hmm. Like I love energy. Yeah. You know, I told you about, you know, a tattoo I wanted to get mm-hmm. here recently and it's bring me action. Yeah. Like I want to see action. Yeah. I don't want you to wait for me to tell you to go. Yeah. I want you own. to go so then I can be like, hey, slow down a little bit. Yeah. You know, in a sense. Yeah. yeah. But I that's that's stuff that, you know, I wish I knew back then, though. We all do, man. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. And it's insane. But I think we're all called to be purposeful to yeah. people. To people. Yeah. And, you know, I told you before, I feel like this game can't get rid of me for some reason. Like It keeps I've, coming back, right? I, yeah. I've tried to, like, get rid of it. My you whole know, life. it's funny you say that, man. It that's because I think every ball player feels that way. Mm-hmm. I, I truly believe it, man. I didn't. I wanted when I stopped playing at St. Mary's, and I've told this story before. Like even when I was at St. Mary's, I was already pissed. I was like not like in the greatest mindset there because yeah. I had always wanted to play there. I was like my dream school, and it just like cards never worked out. It's like they don't want. They, it's not they didn't want me. I think it just wasn't ready. I had to go play junior college. Then by the time I got to the school I wanted to be at, Marm was jacked. It was nowhere near what it was supposed to be. Like mm-hmm. a year before. And I think like that's like I when I when I stopped playing at St. Mary's, I didn't want anything to do with it. Like I wanted nothing. I was like, I don't want it. I don't want to talk about baseball. I don't want to watch baseball. I don't yeah. want anyone to even ask me anything. I don't want to coach. I don't want to give. I was like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. But some way or another, bro, it finds its way back into you. I yeah, swear it does. It I really swear does. it does. It's crazy. It's crazy. But so so you play it. So okay, now here's another jump. So we talked about the jump from playing high school or for playing you know youth ball, kind of growing up playing high school. Mm-hmm. What was the jump? Now, there's another jump, right? Yeah. You got to take another one from playing high school varsity, which I don't know if there's a huge jump necessarily, but it's kind of like every you're playing against kids that were the good kids on every other high school teams, right? Mm-hmm. So what was what was that jump for you like from from playing high school ball to, going to jumping into college and saying, okay, now here's this? Yeah. Uh, I would say the mindset going into it was, of course, I have something to prove. Yeah. Um, when I got in between the lines, I think a lot of people saw it freshman year. Mm -hmm. Like I had this chip on my shoulder 
to be more like to be better. Yeah. Um, I did things without being asked. Mm -hmm. uh, there you go. I honestly didn't want to give anyone as far as a senior any, any an excuse yeah. to be like, Hey, freshman, you're going to do this. It was mm -hmm. more so like, I'm going to show up. I'm going to grab a bag or I'm going to grab a bucket. I'm going to take it out Yeah, there you go. without anybody telling mm -hmm. me. And I think I earned, I feel I earned a respect from the get go. Yeah. I really did. Yeah. Um, of course, yes, there's those guys that want to get to you, which is great because they want to see what kind of salt, mm -hmm. like they want to see if you're worth it. Where, what they can, how, how far can they take it? Right? Yes. Yeah. So, um, I would say fall because fall is mostly like workouts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I was ready for them. So I learned that fall. So the fall, and this is something I didn't learn until I was, what was I? This is probably my second year of junior college. I learned that the fall, especially for the new kids, like for the first four weeks, is not actually how you play. Mm -hmm. They're seeing who they can weed out that aren't going to, that aren't going to make it. Yeah, for sure. And that's when I was like, oh, so all mm -hmm. this shit finally makes sense. Mm -hmm. Now it's not about really how you can play. Cause it's really like, if you really think about it, now you look back at it and you're th looking at all the things that we did, whether it was like hardcore running whether it was workouts, stuff like that, they want to see how you handle this mm -hmm. because that determines how you're going to handle a true season. For sure. Or if you can even hack it. Because there's kids that walk on that are going to try out mm -hmm. that think they have it, and then you put everything in front of them, and they're like, they crumble. They well, can't. I think the pressure is yes. what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. You know, like, can you handle, Absolutely. Can you handle the pressure? Um, and, and I know that because I remember, like, my, so my sophomore year of junior college, I was like, okay, I became pretty cool. It's my second year, so I was more comfortable there at that point. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, like, what the fuck are we running like so much for? Why? Yeah. And I asked one of the pitching coaches and he goes, I was like, I'm, I'm in shape. Do I have to do this? Like, cause pitchers would run separately. For sure. And I was like, man, I'm running. You can see me run. He goes, it's not about how fast you run. We're not testing how long we're seeing who's going to give up, who's going to quit. Yeah. He doesn't want to do this. That's yeah. what this is all for. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> now, okay. Now, okay. I can happily run knowing that because you're not going to get me yeah, to quit. Yeah, because you think it's for yeah. conditioning, but it's really like, not yeah. for conditioning. It's not. It's, it's so much more up clear. here. Yeah. yeah. Which is wild. I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought they were like, let's get in shape. And I'm like, I've been running all summer. I've been so, putting in the work. <laughs> like, so that was one thing that I think I was ready for as well. Yeah. Um, I think I really looked into depth of things early on mm -hmm. of like, why are we doing these? Yeah. You know, like. I always wanted, I always knew that we were going to be working out. Yes. Yeah. But the stuff that we were doing mm -hmm. was more testing. Yeah. You know, as opposed to it being conditioning. Yeah. And so like for me, my mindset was like, okay, if you can find yourself to get into the fastest line, get into the fastest line, mm -hmm. get with the fastest guy. Mm -hmm. I don't care who he is. Right. And so I tried to like work my way up to, cause of course you have your seniority is the front of the line. Yeah. Those guys lead the thing. Mm -hmm. They've done it for years. And then it goes like juniors, sophomores, mm -hmm. freshmen in the back. And only freshmen just pile in the back, in the back. Cause they don't know. Yeah. Like what, know what to what do. Yeah. But I think I like jumped in it and I yeah. was like, okay, I'm going to figure out what line I'm going to be in. Yeah. Like I'm not going to keep myself in the back. Can't. I'm going to be at the front. Yeah. That's how it should be. But it's like a lot of kids don't think that way. They're mm -hmm. like, I'm just going to kind of just, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm nervous. Yeah. I'm just going to just kind of file in where I file in and right. just see what happens. Yeah. So, and then too, um, I wanted to outwork everybody. Yeah. You know, I know we heard that joke of skiing in the world series, right? <laughs> yeah, it became, way, yeah. became a joke, right? 
I outwork you. I, I outwork you. you. I outwork you. But see, here, and before we go any further, I have to ask your opinion on this because I, if I'm a guy in that locker room, mm-hmm. I got a problem with you telling me that. How do you know if you outworked me or not? We're going off of your judgment. Yeah, I think that's a little. Everyone's like, oh, it's such a great mindset. I'm like, that's a little arrogant. For sure. I'm not sure I'm off, I'm yeah. on board with that one. Like there, if pal. you come out and say those things, <laughs> yeah. like okay, like you're not a team player. You're no. about me. Yeah. You know? But yeah. my mindset was like, I'm going to outwork the guys. Right. But I'm not gonna tell them. Yeah. Like I'm, it's, gonna, I'm not gonna jab them. That's my something mouth. you mental take. That's something that you take mental notes. Yeah, of. I'm not gonna yeah. say anything about yeah. it. Like it was like a like a the quiet warrior who's just gonna mm-hmm. like show up and do the due exactly. diligence every day. Mm-hmm. So then it wasn't like for me, my thought process was like, okay, everyone's doing workouts, everyone's throwing, everyone's taking ground balls and everyone's hitting. What is going to separate me from those guys that are doing all four things? Mm -hmm. What's going to be the extra? Move the mic a little bit closer to you, bro. Yeah. What would be? You just do this. You can sit back comfortable. There you are. So what would be the extra was my thing. The extra Um, thing you can put in to set yourself apart. So... Growing up, it it's like a like a mental thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like look good, feel good, play good. Yeah. Growing up, I may have not had the best physique, but I jumped into the exercise side of it, mm-hmm. and I started lifting on my own, mm-hmm. not just what we were doing with the team. Yeah. So I began going to the gym at five in the morning. There you go. And then if I didn't make it at five, we'd go through the day. And I'd be working at night. Mm-hmm. That was, I think, the first year we had the facility built, yeah. the okay. new facility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would be in the the little weight room we had. It, yeah. it had just two oh, racks. Bad. I used to work yeah. out in there. It was, it was nice. great. Yeah. Two racks, Perfect. you know, everything cables, you everything you need. Mm-hmm. I still recall a night, Coach Hermes comes in and says, do you ever go home? God damn, you're still here? <laughs> yeah. And I'm sitting back and I'm like. That's a compliment to me. I said, nope. I'm going to stay right here. I'm almost done. Yeah. And I think that's what it takes. If you don't like, if you don't have the five tools that we talk about, you have to figure out how to make it that much better for yourself yeah. or how to develop those five tools. Yeah. Right? So I did those things. And then of course, growing, you know, as a freshman and I think your freshman class can either be with you or against you on it. Mm-hmm. And I was the guy who would invite guys. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, man, you want to go to the gym after class? Or, you know, you want to go to the gym yet. after we're done? Yeah. No. Oh, no, I'm good. But then what do you get? Oh, Oscar's over there kissing ass and stuff. And you're like, dude. dude so no n- bullshit. You need to read. Have you, you know David Goggins, right? <laughs> yeah. Have you read his books? Which one? Both of them. I've only started the first one. I, dude, I do the audio while I run. Dude, you have to finish that book. Mm-hmm. Because that right, can't, what you can't hurt me. Can't, can't hurt, hurt me. me. Dude. And I know this is not even baseball related because it's all mindset, but mm-hmm. any athlete can take that with them, dude. Like, yeah. when you do shit like that and you're excelling and you're doing what you're doing more than what's expected, mm-hmm. you're going to create enemies, bro. Oh, you're going to. And it was fast because you make them look worse. Yeah, it was yeah. fast. Mm-hmm. So there were some guys that had the height, mm-hmm. had the look. Mm-hmm. But I think when some guys show up, it's like, I'm good. Yeah, I was I'm, good. I'm good I was I was good in high school. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do extra. And I think that's where I separated myself when I was in college. And then, so I played, I started, I would believe almost every fall game mm-hmm. in the outfield. Somewhere. Somewhere. Mm-hmm. 
you know. Um, but from the get go, they did communicate with me and I was fortunate, you know, that they did. They said, Hey, look, we want you to play. You're doing great. Mm-hmm. But our center fielder is going to come back in the spring mm-hmm. and things are going to move out there. And I said, all right, cool. Yeah. Um, but they said that we, we wanted you to be a role player from the get go. Mm-hmm. So I was like, heck yeah. That's still badass, man. And You're I, not going to be everywhere. I was like, all right, cool. There's going to, they're going to find a way. I'm going to find a way to get into the game. Into that lineup. Yeah. And I sure shit is clear as day can tell you. Mm-hmm. First time I had to go in was lay a bunt down. No way. I swear. <laughs> lay a bunt down. Pinch hit or what? Yep. Damn. Late in the game, lay a bunt down. Did you put it down? I did. There you go. I don't know about the second time I you did. You answered the call. But right? what had happened was they were going to bring the center fielder in to close the game because he mm-hmm. pitched as well. Yeah. So I played left. Mm-hmm. So that that's was, how it was it all calculated. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's badass. And uh, that's how I started getting into the games. Mm-hmm. And then as it further went on, we were struggling in the pitching aspect, mm-hmm. and they knew I pitched. I remember they asked me if I wanted to throw some innings. Mm-hmm. They said bullpen first. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. And then they asked if I could throw some innings for inner squad. Yeah. So we did so. How'd that go? Well, there you go, man. And yeah. then, of course, you earn a job. Yeah, you have to earn one, bro. But mm-hmm. that's like, see, like putting all all that work, no one wants to do that. They're right. Like, I'm here. I know I'm good. Like, put me in. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way, dude. Because yeah. the higher you get, everyone can play. Mm-hmm. Everyone can do everything that you can do, if not better, or at the same levels. How are you going to differentiate yourself oh, for sure. from the other guys? Yeah. But All right. So you play. You made it, You made an, a, a, a clear, immediate difference on that team they they had an impact you were, you were going to make an impact the minute you got there and you had that mindset whether they knew that or not they found out fast mm-hmm. um so let's get into what happened so you, you hurt your arm a lot of people don't know you had tommy john yep senior year how and this is something i ask guys that do get hurt because it is a mindset thing it's not not always about the injury itself it's like the setback mm-hmm. it's the, the rehab it's the work that goes into the rehab to make sure that you're not only the same player you were before, but that you actually make a positive and you get better than you were before with the injury. Mm-hmm. How, so how did that happen? Like, when did you get hurt? How did you, how did you handle that at first? And then how did you kind of move past it? How right. did you excel past that? Cause Tommy John, if you haven't heard and you listen to this podcast, Tommy John is the most, I mean, should I got the, the most common injury in baseball? Right. So it's becoming to be a very common. I have, I have common. theories. I have a lot of theories. So, it happened in our Blue and Gold World Series, mm-hmm. and this is my senior fall, so it's 2016. Yeah. And I think I was supposed to have three innings, and this was the second inning that it happened. <laughs> yeah. So I throw a wipeout slider, and I heard a gun so go it sounds off. Like, it sounds like a... Like, I heard yeah. a gun go off in my head, and I was like, what in the actual fuck? <laughs> Which has happened, yeah. And so I get the ball back, and I'm like, all right, I felt like a tweak before Mm -hmm. in my mind. You know, I was that mentally tough kid already. Like, I'm good, Yeah, you know? And so I throw a fastball next pitch. I kid you not, I probably threw it like 50 miles an hour. (laughs) The ball came out like a lollipop. Like, I I couldn't drive the ball to the plate. No, there's so much pain. Yeah, it hurt that bad, yeah. And um, I somehow... Got the out. This was with two outs. Yeah. I got the out, went into the dugout, and the coach goes, hey, you want another one? You know what my dumb ass said? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I said, I'm going to figure it out, and I'm fine. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I just tweaked something. Yeah. 
So during that, through those years, of course, like every pitcher has their own little thing. My thing was getting a heat wrap every time I was done with an inning to keep it hot. Yeah. That was me. Mm -hmm. So I did that. I went out the next inning. I felt good until it started slowing, like getting into the latter part of the inning. Mm -hmm. So I gave up a couple runs. We're still winning. And I finally got out of the inning and I immediately ran into the dugout (laughs) and I got a bucket. I got a trash can bucket. Yeah. About. Yeah. 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 Filled it with water and ice. Dunked my elbow. Yeah. Gone. Like I was done. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. There's something wrong. Yeah. And it was like, I think a few days went by a week. I I told him, I said, hey, I can't throw. Like I was going to play catch the next day. (laughs) And and I said, look, I can't throw. Mm -hmm. My elbow does not feel right. Yeah. Uh, I got told that it was, you know, just sore, my form, right? Which was okay. And in my mind, I was like, I'll be all right. I'll be okay. And then I tried to play catch one day and same thing, lollipops. Like I could not get behind the ball to save my life. So that same day I called for a doctor's appointment on my own accord. Mm -hmm. I should have gone through the school, but I didn't. (laughs) Anyways, I got in trouble for that with coaches and the athletic trainer. Yeah. Um, I go for my doctor's appointment. I get my x-ray all good. Yeah. Bones. Mm -hmm. Great. And then that's the, the, uh, I get the MRI. MRI. Well, I get the MRI and then what you have to wait a couple days for the MRI to render. Yeah. Yeah. So I come back (laughs) and that's the same year the Cubs win the world series. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. So I actually had a Cub shirt on when I walked in and Dr. It was Dr. Science. Yeah. Same guy I did mine. Dr. Science. He's like, Hey, so good news or bad news. I said, said, whichever news you want to give me first. He said, good news. I like your shirt. Damn. Cubs won it. That's bad. He was like, I said, (laughs) he said, Cubs won it. And I said, yeah, they did. And I said, well, lay it on me, doc. I've seen you before. You know, this is my first time seeing you again. And uh, he goes, well, you have a full grade tear of your ulnar collateral ligament. And I was like, damn. Mm -hmm. All right. And it didn't hit me yet. Yeah. Like I was chill, like hearing this. And yeah. I was like, okay, I'll be all right. Yeah. Um, so we went back, I went back to the, uh, baseball field and the guys are having practice. Yeah. I go into the office and that's when it hit me. Yeah. You're like, like I told them, I said, Hey, well, here are the results. I fully tore my elbow and like, I was chill still a little bit, but it hit me as I was walking out yeah. and I like lost it. Yeah. Like I I probably, I thought my life was done. Yeah. You know? Well, it's one of those things when it's like, that's all you know, right? You don't yeah. know. Like you, the like I know that the Tommy John surgery, when you have it, it's like a 99% recovery mm-hmm. rate. Oh, it's yeah. not a huge, like, it's not like you may or may not throw again. It's not labrum, right? Labrum right. is like but, screwed. Yeah. But at the time when things were lining up, I just had a hell of a summer. Yeah. Like I, 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 so that summer I played as an infielder for a uh, college league. Yeah. And then I got invited to go play with another team that was in the league to go to, uh, the NBC in Kansas. Yeah. So I played for sharp end a little bit too. That's sick. Yeah. Which was awesome because like they saw something in me too mm-hmm. and it was great. Um, but then like I was going to be starting. Yeah. Like I think I was going to be a Friday night guy. Yeah. One second. Bro. Yeah. Do your thing. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. 
Does it get hot? <clears throat> yeah. I think that's the next purchase we're gonna make. Hell yeah. Anyway, so you're gonna be the Friday night guy. You you just had a hell of a season, mm-hmm. and you get this crazy shit news. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, dang man, like this was gonna be my scene, like my senior year. Yeah. You know, the one, the yeah. one. Yeah. And so of course, like it just sucked, you know? <laughs> um, but in my mind, like, you know, me being a competitor, I showed up every day to practice, like still mm-hmm. that I got a, I still remember getting my dog when I was for my birthday mm-hmm. and uh, I would, bl- I would bring that little blue healer to practice <laughs> every day. Those yeah. guys loved him. It was a good atmosphere mm-hmm. uh, that year for those guys, Yeah, I think having him around and I just tried to be a good attitude, you know, in and out of the clubhouse. And I don't know. I just went about my business that year and yeah. left it at that. So you um, didn't have, so did they offer you any like sort of like, um, was it just <laughs> surgery you need surgery or it was like, Oh, we could do X, Y, Z to maybe, uh, I think it was more so straight to the surgery okay. because of what kind of tear it was. Mm-hmm. So I, I took it and I yeah. was like, hell yeah. Like as long as I, I told them, Cause you know, my background's like, yeah. you know, rodeo and stuff. Mm-hmm. I said, Hey, as long as I can throw a rope without any pain, we're when good. I get a little bit older, we're good. Let's yeah. do the surgery. Yeah. Um, so that was like the goal, but at the end of it too, like <laughs> I wanted to come back fast. Yeah. Everyone does. Right. So every time I had therapy, I was there, I was hustling through therapy. I think the worst part of it was the stretches. Really? Like getting your arm pushed and pulled out <laughs> yeah like when they're tearing mm-hmm. it you know to get it to be straight yeah i think that was the most painful part of everything else like really? uh, uh, yeah anything else i did i was good not so no big deal but this like having her push my arm back and feeling all this like rip and then this direction mm. oh dude i was like ma'am i love you but goodness great you're, you're hurting <laughs> yeah. me, bro. i was like let's be friends real quick but uh yeah, yeah so that happened um, but I felt good, you know, like through the process, I had a really good mindset through the process. So funny story before I got to all the therapy was I had surgery first day after surgery. I wake up at 5am. Mm-hmm. I'm walking on the treadmill. Have to man. And they told me not to do anything. <laughs> so that, that's what deterred me so much from getting it was like even if i don't play anymore like i know i can still move around mm-hmm. i can't, i don't know what i would do if they're like you can't do anything like, yeah here, so sit they, down. yeah like, so they told me to not do anything and i kid you not first day on the treadmill <laughs> doing something yeah. and my mom comes in the garage and she's Just like on. looking at me like what are you doing and i said well they told me i couldn't do it so i'm, I'm gonna, gonna do it yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah so that that was one i think cool little Cool little story, yeah. About that, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was what it was, but it yeah. was good for me. Yeah, man. So, so you go through everything, and then were you determined? Was there any other point? Because that was what your senior year, right? Yeah. Was there ever a point when you were like, yeah, I don't know, man, I'll get the surgery, but like, I'm just, I'm just gonna get surgery and call it a career? Or was it? Were you determined? Like, I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna have that senior year that I was supposed to have. I think I needed time away from it. Yeah. I, get I, really, I really did. Mm-hmm. So after I we graduated, I went I went to the conference tournament in Cleveland and mm-hmm. I walked the field with those guys. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to do that. Yeah. Like I wanted to you're, graduate you're with my class. Yeah. 
And after that, I think I was like, no, I'm good. You don't play anymore? I'm good. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't love it anymore. Yeah. I think, but every ball player goes through that. Man. Yeah, they do. So it was kind of like, I'm going to start my new life, which was of course, rodeo, rodeo yeah. and horses. Yeah. And it was something that I always loved and I wanted to do all the mm-hmm. time. And so that was my opportunity. I got a job working at a feed store. Yeah. Uh, did that for a while. And then I was like, no, nah, man, I really don't want to do this. And then <laughs> Just I worked kidding. at my family restaurant for a little bit. Yeah. I was like, no, nah, man, I really don't want to do this. Yeah. And then I think that's when it clicked and I was like, you know what? I'm going to find a way back. Yeah. One more. Yeah. So I went ahead and went back for the 2018, 2019 mm-hmm. season, I think. Yeah. I can't remember. And I got into grad school, public administration. I liked it. Hell That's of a good. program. Yeah. It was different. Yeah. Something different. It was something yeah. new. Because what was your major exercise? Yeah, it yeah. was Kines. Yeah. And then, uh, so we got in. I was feeling good. And then I had another little accident. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. <laughs> my little dumb smart butt putting stuff, something on a hook. You know, it's going to swipe off. But anyway. Right back at you. <laughs> yeah, that deterred the... That process did, a little bit. Yeah. Process a little bit, but <clears throat> but you still I, came back and had a hell of a year, though. Yeah, uh, I think I ended it off with a bang. There was like a stat. It was cool. I think it's the coolest thing. So junior year, <laughs> junior year of college, we play Lubbock Christian for an elimination game at uh, Mary Harden Baylor. Okay. I still remember Coach Ermis and Coach Migo asking me how long I could go, and I said, "As long as you need me for." Yeah, this is it. This is it right here. Yeah. yeah. So we're about to lose. <laughs> like if we don't win this one, we're it's done. Over, yeah. So I ended up going nine. I think I threw like 130, 140 pitches with like 11 or 12 strikeouts. Damn. So it was a nice day. Yeah. Um, But that was when my arm was feeling like it's best ever. Yeah. You just okay. have a fresh ligament in there, dude. No, 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 no. This is junior year. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Of college. Oh, okay. So I'm in there. We we win the game and we're playing. I think Oklahoma Christian mm-hmm. to go to the championship. That night, I told Coach, or before we got to the field, I said, "Hey, Coach, if you need me in this next game, I'm ready." Like my arm feels really good. Hell no, dude. Like when I was playing catch, yeah, before the game, felt solid, dude. I could throw it mm-hmm. like nobody's business. And I was running sprints before that game too. Like yeah. I think I ran like 15 sprints, <laughs> ready to go. Yeah. Like. Just to get my body loose, like that was the first thing mm-hmm. I did when we got to the field. I was ready, and I told him. And then I sh- kid you not, I went to the bullpen, and it was like maybe a couple innings late in mm-hmm. the game. Yeah, and I think they're just like, nah, we're we're just gonna get like try yeah. with these guys without without having having to use you. I mean, that's a lot of pitching. And I was bro, sitting yeah. back and I was like, man, maybe they're thinking we can win this game and I'll pitch tomorrow. Yeah, you know, against yeah. it. So that was that was one of the craziest things, but the stat or from my senior year, when I finally got it, <clears throat> we played love at Christian for the last game of the season. <clears throat> right. And it was almost like to the date, mm-hmm. almost same stats came out when I faced, uh, love at Christian. That's crazy, dude. In that final game. Mm-hmm. So I think everything through those years through college was like, more growth mentally yeah dude like as a person dude same and it wasn't it wasn't about the game like there was i was the guy that really didn't talk to the team sometimes and say things and be like come on guys like we need to be better 
Yeah. I just showed it. Yeah. Like I just was the guy who showed up and did my work Mm -hmm. and it was like a gravity pool to Mm -hmm. be like that guy. Yeah. So that's what I did. But I still remember that senior year. Like I still feel like those guys needed some mental guidance push and I'm sitting back and I'm like, I'm like, guys, I know that I just came into the fucking game Mm -hmm. and I gave up some fucking runs. Mm Mm-hmm. But don't point the finger at me or someone else when you just fucked up right before I did. So that's not how you win, man. So that's where I think we became closer because I felt like after I said that, guys started taking into account their own accountability of their own job. Yeah. And so we didn't have like the winningest seasons, but it was more so the mental thought of like, hey, we're not going to play this game forever. Mm-hmm. Show up and do it hard. Make it count, yeah. And then guess what? When you show up to your job, you're going to carry that same mindset. Because if you didn't change today, mm-hmm. you would still be lazy and do half-assed job at your job that you it's a char- think it's that a you character earn. Thing, yeah. Man. It's a character thing. So, and, you know, another game that stands out is senior day. We're playing Oklahoma Christian too. Mm-hmm. I get called in in the second inning, dude. Second inning. Time to piggyback. Yeah. Well, you know, the guy before me, I mean, he was starting. You know, he's doing well, but he just couldn't find it today. Yeah. So I was like, all right, cool. Second inning, I come in. I think I'm only going to throw like a few. (laughs) I end up finishing the game. Damn. And I'm like, what a better, like, what a better story to tell one day that I had my senior year that I wanted. Yeah. Like, who doesn't want to pitch the whole game on their senior day? Right. Like, where do you want – I hate saying it, but where else do you want the spotlight? Where else? Yeah. You know, so I'm sitting back, and I just feel like the guys looked up to me, and I'm fortunate for that. Some guys, like, really gravitated to me. I can name drop some guys, (laughs) but – you know, then they probably call me <laughs> if they hear about this. Yeah. But, you know, I, that's what I felt within the latter part yeah. of the career. But see, that's, that's, but that's why, why you wouldn't want it to end any other way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, I talked to my parents and like recently, you know, I told you I picked up coaching again. Yeah, yeah. And it's for a reason now. Like yeah. back then it was like to make a quick dollar. A couple bucks, yeah just to get by. Mm-hmm. But now it's like to really give back. You feel the responsibility now. Yes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. a calling to it. Mm-hmm. And when I show up like that, bring the action tattoo mm-hmm. that I talk about. If I have it on me, I have to carry that. Dude. Why do you think I have all this? I have like yeah. this stuff. Tattooed? Yeah. It's like, a, tell, it's like yeah. a mental reminder yeah. that you have to show up not only for yourself, mm-hmm. but those around you. Mm-hmm. So, that's that's like what people like. I have Earn It tattooed. I have the Savage. I have Nobody Cares Work Harder. Yeah. Everyone's like, "Why would you get that tattooed?" I'm like, "Because then it forces you to live by those rules. Because mm-hmm. it's not your fraud." Yeah, and then well, the kids see it too, mm-hmm. and they go, "Oh, why do you have that tattooed on you?" Or they may not even ask. No, but they, they could, see it, and yeah. they and it like you have bring the action somewhere on you, mm-hmm. and that kid like looks at it and be like, "Shit, I'm gonna bring that energy yeah. today. Yeah. I'm gonna be yeah. like him. You know, he looks like he's having fun." Yeah. So I guess that's when it really started clicking that I had more of a responsibility to something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But 
I've always wanted to be a part of a team. Yeah. That's what like drives me is mm -hmm. like good group of people that drive each other to be that much better. Yeah, man. And that's what it takes. It like they always say it takes a village to build something, right? Mm -hmm. And it's I think it's true. You know, yes, there's those guys that could do it on their own, but that's on those like quiet, like wee morning hours when no one's around. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Early morning runs mm -hmm. or late night runs. Stuff or, that nobody sees. Yeah, and you yeah. do those things, but it does take a village to build it. I believe that, dude. You're mm -hmm. telling me. That's what we're doing right now. It's what we're doing here. Oh, so I know. We're assembling a team, putting yep. everything together, man. So so you play and now you talked about getting into coaching. So so you play your senior year and there was a there's a gap, right? Was there a point where you're like, I don't want to coach yet. I am ready to do this other part of my life? Like which was roping and, yeah. and kind of working. Oh yeah. Maybe, you know, going and, and dating and doing all just living life, right? Mm -hmm. Was there a point where you're like, I want to break from baseball at this point? I just for sure. spent two years rehabbing and doing all this stuff. Like I'm just gonna lay low for a bit. Yeah, I felt taxed. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I me imagine. mentally I felt taxed. And I did want that lifestyle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I did want to pursue the knowledge of the horse world mm -hmm. because in anything, I want to be better. Yeah. I've always like had that will to just be better. There's something you could be better at. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I ended up, uh, what was it? Uh, Indeed yeah. for jobs. <laughs> yeah. And I'm looking up like uh, sports equine jobs, which mm -hmm. is like, you know, the, equestrian or like the cattle or yeah. horse world mm -hmm. and i found this at um ad for outlaw equine mm -hmm. which is where i got the job yeah and it's in decatur texas mm -hmm. i spent my last two my past two years living there how was that how was that experience it, it was completely different <laughs> what do they even, do they even have anything out there yeah yeah it's all right they got they got good enough stuff the square is amazing if you ever stop into decatur go <laughs> eat at sweetie pies it's amazing middle of nowhere yeah it's so cool it seems like middle of nowhere it's country but dallas fort worth's around the area yeah, yeah. like yeah. denton's a little yeah. bit of ways oh so, you're good you got yeah stuff. you yeah. got places to go mm -hmm. um it's similar to like san antonio mm -hmm. you know it takes 30 40 minutes to get to lock and tear from yeah. where i live right southeast same side concept. of town same yeah. concept there you go. so it was similar. Um, but as far as lifestyle went, man, it was completely different. Like, <laughs> but I loved it though. You know, I, I felt like the hard work wasn't hard. Mm -mm. I felt like the long days were not hard. Yeah. Like I would work maybe 11, 12, sometimes 13 hour days. But that's physically you're outside. And that's physical so, yeah. outside every day. Mm -hmm. Like first thing you do when you walk in is clean stalls. And I'm not talking about three or four. The I'm talking bar, about almost every single stall. Mm -hmm. And there's multiple barns at this place. It's it. amazing. This place is awesome. Yeah. Like if I could do this and do that, Golden. I'd do it any yeah. day of the week. Yeah. Like I, if I could do two jobs like that, <laughs> I'd You're take sitting, it in a heartbeat. Pretty, huh? Yeah. I'd take <laughs> it in a heartbeat. Um, but just the lifestyle. And then again, I felt like I needed to be there. Mm -hmm. like there's something pulling you there right yeah. yeah and it wasn't just the work but the guy that i worked under mm -hmm. that guy changed me yeah too like um he just asked more yeah of you yeah and everyone else around him mm -hmm. because i still remember him saying like you got to work harder than everybody else to be the best mm -hmm. like yeah. 
I I still recall his vision of what the facility would look like. We'd be driving around late night, like it'd be, be telling two, you, three yeah. in the morning, and we're still doing stuff. Yeah. Like we just finished a sur- a mm-hmm. surgery mm-hmm. on a horse, and he'd be like, "All right, this barn's gonna be here. This is gonna be where my pharmacy's at." Like, and you're listening to that, but you believed mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. because of the work ethic that he put in himself. Like, if he if he told you to clean the stall at two in the morning and you're there, he would jump in the next stall next to you and pick up shit. Right. That, that's the people, like the leaders that you want to work for. It's like, they're not going to ask you to do something that they wouldn't do themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. And I would say the biggest lesson within those two years came when I was going to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, I had recently lost my grandfather that month. Mm-hmm. And... I like this is my first family member I've ever lost in my yeah, life. Yeah. And but my grandpa was the reason why I took the job. Mm-hmm. Was because the words he would always tell you was follow your dreams. Yeah. That's what's carrying you there, man. And so I wanted to show like this is what when it goes to my dad. Yeah. I wanted to show my dad. Mhm. You know. That we were more. Yeah. That I was more. Yeah. That I could be better. Right. And so when we were leaving or there was a an incident where like I just blew top. <laughs> Absolutely blew top. Yeah. So I still recall I was in the back of a horse trailer mm-hmm. and I'm cleaning it out. Yeah. To make it nice for the next trip. Yeah. And somebody jumped into the truck and took off with me in the trailer. Oh, shit. So luckily I jumped out. <laughs> yeah. But of course, at the time, like you're pit, you're like, yes, yeah, like, you're on edge yeah. because, like, you you're like in your head, you know, like yeah. how did how did it how did he just get taken away from me, right? <laughs> yeah. And so I blew some fuck yous and like, what a dumb, yeah. you know, dumb. You let him, you let him have it. Yeah, I let the kid have it, and I'm like, hey, man, like, check the trailer before yeah, you leave. Just take off, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it led up to me meeting with my boss and you know we had a really really tough good conversation conversation that was kind of like a well son get out of the house yeah it was like son you get out yeah so i did (laughs) packed up stuff to leave home you know go visit with my family during this time of mourning and this was like two days after i got the call that my grandpa passed right Mm -hmm. so he calls me and I'm leaving the f- the clinic. Yeah. And my boss calls me. Yeah. And he's like, where are you going? <laughs> I said, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He said, well, the one thing I want you to know is I don't want you to do anything stupid. Yeah. And I'm sitting back and I'm like, I have my truck and trailer and my horses are loaded yeah. down. You're ready to go. Yeah, yeah. I'm going home. Yeah. Right. I'm taking everything home. Mm-hmm. I had left some stuff. Yeah, yeah. I had enough to go. Yeah. And I go to the gas station and he's talking to me on the phone. And I would say like what he spoke to me of, you know, what he went through when his grandpa passed, Mm -hmm. like really resonated with me because I felt like he was me. Yeah. And I was in a different form. That's crazy. And I'm sitting back, you know, I, I want to call this guy almost every day I wake up. Yeah, like I want to call him every day, but yeah. 
let the guy do his thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, know, I'll go see him one day and be like, hey, look, I brought you a beer. (laughs) I just want to sit down and drink with you. Yeah, yeah. But that conversation really changed me. Yeah. Because, like, you always have the mindset that nobody understands. Mm -hmm. But But then you look back and you're like, shit. Damn, he's, he understands Mm -hmm. because he's been through it. Yeah. And so, when I told him I'd come back from my, you know, week away and I told him I was going to go back home to help my family and their business. And like, that was another moment in my life. I was like, damn dude, like, are you really leaving this for that? Yeah. Other stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I can look back and go, I didn't have to leave. Yeah. You know, just because you have your one little outburst doesn't mean they don't want you around. yeah, Yeah. Um, but then hearing like some of the words from other, other people was like, mm-hmm. man, dude, the life is going to be different here because you're gone. Yeah. And same mindset of not knowing what you're worth. Right. You know? Yeah. You're kind of like sitting back and you're, you're thinking to yourself, oh, there's no way. Yeah. Like there's no way I'm the life. Yeah. There's no way that I bring the energy. Yeah. And you're doubting. Yeah. Right. So to hear those little things Mm -hmm. at the time, like two years ago when I was leaving, I could not tell you that I believed them. (laughs) Most people don't, man. It's one of those things where like like, you're so humble Mm -hmm. and you're so self-aware that it's hard for you to truly sit down and be like, no, there's no way I'm that. Mm -hmm. I can't be. No, there's no way. Yeah. You're being being so modest, but like in reality. Yeah. You're just being nice because I'm leaving. Right. Yeah. And you're giving me a happy, like a happy goodbye. Yeah. You know, but looking back, I'm like. Probably, you probably meant it. Yeah. Maybe he did mean it, <laughs> and maybe you did have an impact on yeah. those people. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, recently I've kind of like stepped out of my comfort zone, and I've called you know people that I used to work with there, and I tell them, "Hey, man, this is nothing more than a call to tell you that I'm thinking about you. Yeah, and I'm hoping you're doing good. Yeah, you know, this isn't a call to be like, so who's doing what over there? Yeah. Well, you know, hey, what's like, going on? Yeah, what's working? going on? How's yeah. work? Like, no, it's just to tell you, what are you doing? how are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I'm getting to a point where I'm starting to realize, you know, what I can give. Yeah. And that's why baseball, I feel is calling me back. Yeah. Right now. There's something for you to give back to the, to the youth. Yeah. To the youth, not just in baseball, but like, just to people, mm-hmm. you know, they, like you said, family owns a restaurant. I work there as a bartender and manager. Mm-hmm. Now I talk to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like I go up to people. You're and, much more outgoing than I am. I tell yeah. You. I'll <laughs> go and yeah. be like, Hey man, like, how's your meal? Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you didn't get a chance yet, check out the margaritas yeah. like, and it's lunch. And yeah. I know these people are in a suit. <laughs> But just the thought to be yeah. like, hey, man, I'm thinking of you to have a good time. Yeah. And I want you to have one. Mm-hmm. So when I left here recently mm-hmm. and I'm working with you guys, yeah. I'm getting texts from my dad and be like, hey, some of the customers are asking when you're going to come back. And, you know, <laughs> they tell me it's not the same without you here. <laughs> and I'm sitting back and I'm still like oblivious to it. There's no way. There's no way. But in reality, there is probably, Uh Mm -hmm. you know, um, I think realize like, that's what I 
want to get to nowadays is, you know, I know we hear about the gurus. Yeah. We have Tony Robbins. We've got David Goggins. Yeah. We've got, uh, what, Gary? Gary V. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got a bunch of guys out there doing it on a huge platform. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just want to be the regular guy. The one that does it on a day-to-day that basis. That just does yeah. it on a day-to-day basis without a platform. There you go. And I think if more of us did that... I'm just, I don't want to dive into something, but I'm just saying in reality aspect, like if we just look at a, the moment, you know, we can always get caught up in. Yeah. Random shit. Like, yeah. Oh, so-and-so like this person cut me off and I'm going to have a shit day about it. Like, <laughs> Oh, Hey, that's small. That's you small cut me off. Thing, you know, who cares, man? But like looking back, from a career of baseball to horses, like it's relative, dude. Mm-hmm. It's all relative. All always of it. is. Always so is. I'm sitting back, and I yesterday, dad calls me. Hey, this is my daily life. <laughs> I coach from nine to eleven, yeah. and then I get a call. Hey, we got to take a bull back across the pasture to yeah. this other guy's place. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I'm loving life right now. You know, yeah. I have variety. Yeah. And so we do it late afternoon, and for some reason, we just started talking about baseball. Yeah. But I think the reason why I like not working at the restaurant is because I actually get to have my dad. Yeah. It's not, you know? he's not your boss. Yeah. yeah, he's not. It's not work all yeah, the time. Yeah. So I get to have my dad when I go yeah. home. And we talk about, you know, the understanding of hitting and, you know, what people see versus how they feel it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, diving into those things. But I said, it's all relative, Dad. I said, even look at us with the horses. You know, Mm -hmm. we've gained the feel for something uh, versus just doing it, you know, out of sheer watching some guy doing it. Yeah. Um, But then he told me something that I probably never heard of him say. In In your 28 years of life, yeah. Yeah. So freshman year, I played with varsity in high school. Mm hmm we played against Kennedy mm-hmm. for like a fall game. I think yeah. it was or something or beginning of the year. I don't know. I get an at bat. My first at bat. The, the first one. Yeah. I get a dong. <laughs> I hit one mm-hmm. out. And my dad tells me last night, he said, you know, it's funny. You're talking about, you know, Pete and mm-hmm. how he means so much to you and how thankful you are. And you're giving back to him now mm-hmm. to help his program. I called that guy immediately after you hit that home run. Damn. And I thanked him yeah. for all the stuff that he did for you. Mm-hmm. And I saw my dad like kind of, you know, yeah, soften up a little. And I'm sitting back and I'm like, why didn't you... Why don't you tell me these things? Why don't yeah. you tell me these things? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Is it because you wanted me to be hard, mm-hmm. you know, and tough? And, oh, I did it on my own. Generational. Yeah. yeah. And and it is. And I'm sitting back and I'm like, damn. So I guess now more of that gratitude attitude yeah. is in is in my life, you know? and It's mature, though. It comes with maturity. Yeah. You know, I wasn't like that, bro. I was an asshole for oh, a long time. Dude, Even for sure. The way I look at myself in high school, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> man like what, what are you doing yeah like just yeah. stupid shit you're just, but that's just mature bro it comes with yeah. time comes yeah. with time that's how it goes man. and uh i think you know podcasts are great 
yeah. talking about like stuff moving forward, mm-hmm. talking about the present and talking about the past. Yeah. It's and, more of a reflection. You reflect on what you did. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know. It's just a reminder that life is precious. Yeah, man. Give me one second. Yeah. Goddamn. You're good, dude. It's all good. You know, scratch my ear. No, I just need to scratch it. Wow. No, it's funny. So you say like, like you're like thinking, like talking about the past, talking about the present and the future, right? Mm-hmm. You don't know how many times I've had guys come on here and I ask them those questions. Cause a lot of times you talk to these guys and they haven't even thought about it. Cause like, especially pro guys, they're like, so, and it's nothing, it's their job, it's their profession, right? And they're like, I'm focused on what I'm doing right now to do all this stuff. And then you talk to them, you kind of break them down. They're like telling stories about like their draft day or talking like how were they played in high school and college. And they're like, damn, I didn't even think about, I haven't even had a chance to sit back and really think about any of this. And I'm like, dude, telling sometimes it's good for you to sit back and like yeah. see how far you've come to well, where you are now. Well, it's almost like, uh, so if you want to stay disciplined or like motivation is one thing, discipline is another. Yeah. But if you want to like stay in the present moment and you're looking for the spark, it's okay to look back <laughs> a little bit, you know? Yeah. Like, to kind of look back, but don't stay there. And then yeah, look forward. back and be like, all right, I have purpose. Okay, mm-hmm. good. Let's keep going. Move yeah. forward. Yeah. You know, like use yeah. the, like you say, fuel, right? Mm-hmm. Or they say, go to, the, go back to that dark place mm-hmm. where, you know, it made you who you are. Well, anyways, not always necessary, not always necessary, <laughs> but, um, you know, it's okay to like connect the dots looking back because that's what's going to bring success moving forward. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, how did I handle this situation? All right, yeah. cool. I was positive during that situation. <laughs> no matter like if I was up or down, I kept moving forward. You made the best, the best out of what you had, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we kind of we kind of went on a tangent. That was a, that was a good tangent. I'm, I'm like good. pumped with that, right? That was good. So let me ask you this. So now, so now you've done all this. We, we reflected on your life outside, things that you did everything that you've experienced up to this point to now we're here, right? Mm-hmm. All that you talked about all, literally all the way up till yesterday when you were talking to your dad, right? Yeah. So now you've gotten into coaching and I know you say you have a greater responsibility to coach now because you feel more of a purpose rather than when it was like, and that's what like all, I think all college kids go through that point where they're like, well, I can make a quick buck and teach these kids whether yeah. they're picking it up or not. It's like, Oh, I'm, I'm teaching them what I know and I know it's valuable information, but I really don't care. I right. Made noise. Um, but like, now you feel like I'm going to teach these kids, but now I have, I feel like I can actually teach them and give them what I, what I wanted to know or what I didn't know. Yeah. And you're teaching them now. Right. For sure. And how does that feel? It feels a whole lot different. It does. Like even when I came back, I came back and I started picking up doing lessons Mm -hmm. after work or going to coach uh, a team on like a Wednesday and Thursday nights. Mm Mm-hmm. But I still like was clouded. Yeah, it's not the same. You know, yeah, a little like confused, I was yeah. still kind of going through the life of, well, I'm back here and I'm doing this, whatever. Yeah, well, here we are right now. I'm here. So, like when you told me about this, mm-hmm. and when I when we played in that tournament, yeah, the, the softball, softball tournament, yeah. tournament. Like, if you talked to me a couple years ago, I would have never done it. Yeah. Because of the mindset of like, who's going to do that if you actually played, right? Yeah, like, yeah. But in reality, it was a whole lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And it brought back a lot of memories. Yeah. So that's what also sparked the coaching side. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's funny you say that. Like, who's going to go play, right? That was my biggest. And I always ask guys this because I ask a lot of pro guys. And then I ask like, 
talking to one of those guys called the college burnout, Nick Turner, Nick Tanner, sorry. Like when I was done playing, like, like convincing you to play men's league is probably weird. Cause you're like, I don't know. Like, yeah, it took me. And I, I literally tell, I was telling Hannah this the other day. It took me five, six years to realize like, oh, I can go out and play like on a Sunday and I'm just like having a good time. Mm-hmm. When, if you looked back like 10 years ago, I wouldn't have been able to differentiate having fun and playing baseball, even though they're like, oh, baseball's fun. It is fun. It's yeah. a great time. But I always viewed it as a job. Mm-hmm. It's like, I got to get this done. This is what I'm supposed to do. It's not really, I'm not having fun. I'm like, I'm like really zoned in here. It's serious. Yeah. Now it's like, hey, we can go play and like, truly like there's no pressure. Mm-hmm. We're just, we're just having a good time. And it's fun because like, like even at that game, like obviously there's some guys on that team can't fucking play. Like, yeah. They're not good, right? But like for us, like, we still have that natural ability and we're just literally going out there and just playing and just having a good time for sure. And that's what I do on Sundays now, but it took me a really, really, really long time to get to that point. Yeah. Like, like mindset wise to where I'm like, like the other day I was pitching and I gave up a home run <laughs> to these college kids on Wednesdays and everyone was like, Oh, what are you doing? And I'm like, man, like, what am I not going to, am I getting drafted out here today? Right. Like, dude, who cares, man? Like I'm going to go home and I'm going to go hang out and I'm going to go to work tomorrow and I'm going to have a great time. Mm-hmm. So what dude? Yeah. But it takes a lot. A lot of people can't differentiate the two. And right. Like, They'll get takes, like too takes serious. Them, it takes them back to where they were in college. And they're like, I just gave up a bomb. Like, what am I doing? And I'm just kind of like, yeah, whatever, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? That's no, true. But like, but like, it's the same concept. Like, you don't think that you can go out and do it because you've only been bred to do this thing at a competitive level. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, man, we can go out and have a good time. Like, yeah. Just fuck around and <laughs> try, mm-hmm. to, try to drop bombs and play. <laughs> like, my thing is this. How can how much longer can we truly say that we can go out and play at a competitive level? And like take it easy at the same time and like hang out with your buddies because one day you're going to get old and you're no longer going to be able to play at this level at this like calmness of a, of a persona. Right. That makes sense. And that's, what's interesting to me. And that's why I go out there and I'm like watching these guys. And it's funny to pick out the guys who haven't differentiated it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) who haven't figured it out yet. They're like, dude, like calm down, man. It's okay. It's all right. But I think that's an interesting dynamic to have. And I think it goes in with the coaching thing. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. want, I don't want to do this. Why? Like, I don't, I don't want to do it. But then you sit back and you're like, wow, I really do have a lot to offer and watching the kids like pick up and soak up the information as well as then go out and like perform and play well. And you're like a direct correlation to that. Right. And that's satisfying. I think it is. And that's the cool part about it now is like you, I, I guess for me, it's really changed within the past like month mentally. And I've always had a thought or a question as to why, like mm-hmm. why are things the way that they are mm-hmm. and how can we learn to understand them? Mm-hmm. So like when I'm coaching, I try to understand like who's in front of me. Mm-hmm. You Who know, are you talking to, how are they picking up? Are they listening to you? Where are they looking off? Like there's, you, I've noticed that a long time ago. Yeah, like, yeah. So I'm looking at this kid and I'm, I'm like, okay, how can I catch this person's attention? You know, do I have to, yeah, they're like different versions of yourself. Different ways of teaching, different ways of coaching, to, different ways the kids are going to pick up your information. Yeah. yeah. Uh, are they going to be a visual? Are they going to be a mental cue? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, are you going to have to say a certain choice of word? Buzzwords. Yeah. They can, oh, okay. They're like, oh, let me think about that when mm-hmm. I'm hitting. Yeah. Or let me think about that when I'm pitching, mm-hmm. you know, or fielding a ground ball. Um. But at the end of it, for me right now, it's really diving into a mental side. Like it is very mental. Mm-hmm. So this past weekend, there was 14 new tryouts. 
most of these kids are probably going to walk into the same high school. They're all on, <laughs> yeah. like on the same team mm-hmm. coming out of their all-stars yeah. from all the uh, same area. Yeah. yeah. So when I look at these kids and I look at their attitude, like I look back when I was 13, dude, we would smoke them mentally. Oh, dude. Like it's, I don't, it's I'm not culture. I'm not trying to be rude about it, but like just the attitude of the team that we were, that I was on is completely different so before you go any further i have to ask you this because i've 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 been doing deep dives on my own <clears throat> yeah and you're coaching select kids right mm-hmm. when you look back on how you played the game and how you were taught and how we played select tournaments to what are you looking at them now mm-hmm. can you see the difference yeah absolutely it, i hate it yeah it's completely it. different dude like and the big thing is like here's what irritates me right we used to go out and play select and and it, it's it's kind of just with the times it changes with the times right so now when when we used to play select, it was like only certain teams are going to, you have tryouts, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know how this organization, so I'm not talking about this organization specifically, but it was like, okay, you know, we have tryouts on these days. We're going to take this amount of kids and we're going to cut kids. We don't yeah. want that kid. I don't want that kid. I want these nine, maybe two extras. And that's who's going to be on this team, mm-hmm. right? Nowadays, it's, oh, all these kids are here. They view them as dollar signs. Oh, for sure. You're going to pay. You're going to pay. You're going to pay. You're going to pay. I don't care about your talent because you have some kids that are really good and then some yeah. kids that aren't very good, but they're on the same team. I'm like, that, that. that's not select baseball. That's youth league. Right. And I've realized now that people are turning these things into businesses. For sure. And they're making money off of it, mm-hmm. which is where you get the coaches. Where back in the day, we had a lot of great coaches. I had a, I had a lot of great coaches. Yeah. Now I'm seeing people and I'm, I'm watching coaches because I'll go out with like friends that have kids and I'll go to tournaments. Like you'll eventually go to tournaments. With me oh, here. yeah. And we'll go look around and see. And I'm like, I plan on it, by the way. You're just some terrible coaches. <laughs> like, yeah. what are we doing here? And you can tell that they're literally, they don't know baseball. They're probably a dad or something. And they're just making money off of it. Yeah. Well, and it's irritating. I, I think right now what I struggle to watch is coaches not teach fundamentals from an early age. Yes. And I'm talking like 10. Mm-hmm. So... I love. I would love to win rings. That's another issue I have. But yeah. But I would love to have great baseball players on my team. Right. So, so like it's funny you bring up the rings, right? Yeah. So you go out and play. I I wanted to play with the best kids as you did too. I want to go out and play with the best team. Yeah. And I don't give a shit if we win a ring, a trophy, mm-hmm. a t- fucking T-shirt. Yeah. I just want to go out and like let's play. Mm-hmm. Like that was what was gratifying. Like just saying, like, oh, we want, we were the best out of this yeah, tournament. We won this sucker. Yeah, we're the best team yep. out here. That's what I was like. This yep. is awesome. This feels the best for sure. Now every fucking tournament is played for a ring. Mm-hmm. Every tournament is played for a fucking belt. Now they do belts. Second place still gets a ring. Second by the place way. still gets a ring. I mean, I'm kind of like, what? What are we doing here? Yeah, we're not teaching them to play for like the the satisfaction of being the best player on the field to be the best team. It's like, yeah. Let's go like get all these tangibles, like this mm-hmm. ring, this gaudy ring. Like why? Yeah. Why? So so I can still recall like, you know, when I look back at my 13 team mm-hmm. and we would always go to Pflugerville and mm-hmm. play yeah, like the thing. Austin, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, what was it? The Red Wings or something like that? The Wings? Kind of Austin cool. Wings? Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes, yes. And the Buzz? Mm-hmm. You remember the those buzz, teams? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So those teams from Austin mm-hmm. were pretty freaking good. Yeah. Um, also to the Panthers. Mm-hmm. That played out of more yeah. of the Helotus area. Mm-hmm. Like that yeah. team was That was good. all O'Connor guys, yeah. All yeah. of them. Yeah. All good. O'Connor's a stack school, man. <laughs> so I can still remember it was either 
the Wings we would be playing in the championship game, mm-hmm. or it was either the Panthers we would be playing mm-hmm. in the championship game. Yeah. And, oh, Colt 45, too. Yes, Colt 45 was around, too. Yeah. So those teams, like, when you were in tournaments and you saw them, you are like, okay, we're, we're going to meet mm-hmm. and we're going to win. Yeah. It was like the same. You, you always played the same couple teams. Not always, but, like, you knew yeah. that you were going to run into those guys because yeah. they're a good club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was like, all right, this team's here. This team's here. We're probably going to face them in the winner's bracket. Mm-hmm. Like, you already knew it. You knew it. You're ready. You're preparing yeah, for you're it. You're wearing, yeah. you're like, you're ready for mm-hmm. it. So that's another thing, too. I haven't recently, like, in these fall leagues, like, they it's play more different. games. It's a little different. They yeah. play more games, which mm-hmm. is good, yeah. right? Yeah. But in the same sense, though, like, when you have been playing against these teams, like, kind of going up as age. Mm-hmm. Don't you want to look across the field and go, oh, I remember that guy. Mm-hmm. I remember that guy. Oh, that dude's a little prick, yeah. you know. Yeah. But, hey, I'm going to be better than him today. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to win this it's soccer. Not about, it's not about that anymore. It yeah. sucks. I hate it. I can't stand so, it. So uh, I never really thought of this, but Sunday I shared, yesterday I shared after the, the tryout mm-hmm. that when you play, what's the – What's the goal mm-hmm. to win the game? Right. It's the macro. It's the big picture, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Yeah. But this game is individual. Mm-hmm. It's the most so, individualized team sport. So if we're is. talking about coaching, I love the fact that we have uh, lessons. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that we have one-on-one coaching mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, that individual has to play to their best of ability right. for the team. Right. So I spoke about this yesterday and I said, look, guys, if you want to win a game, you win yours first. Mm-hmm. And I said, if you can win, okay, let's put it in a scenario. I'm hitting. Mm-hmm. I go up to my at bat. What's my job to get on base? Get on base. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if you look at it at a micro and you make it smaller, mm-hmm. you're trying to win the first pitch. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't win it. Win the second one. Mm-hmm. Okay, I won that one. Five, six hole. Get on base. Yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. That's putting the team up. It's above yourself, right? Just a little bit. Yeah. By you doing your job, right? Yeah. DYJ. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing that on jerseys, like <laughs> yeah. growing up all mm-hmm. the time. <clears throat> but then it kind of like feeds into the next person. Okay, he got on. I want to get on. Boom. Mm-hmm. Like, it's about winning each play mm-hmm. each pitch like even if i'm on the field playing defense as a shortstop i'm winning that pitch You're locked in on every pitch i am ready for the ball mm-hmm. and it's mine mm-hmm. no one else is getting it mm-hmm. i think those mindsets have changed a little bit like it's like a like you watch it played sometimes and and i i haven't really seen you know you're still early into it. You haven't seen a whole yeah, lot. Yeah, a whole yet. lot of yeah. it yet. So there's some teams that got it. Mm-hmm. Like you see it. Mm-hmm. You hear it from the coaches. Yeah. But, you know, my nephew's on a 10-year team. Mm-hmm. And I get told about, you know, what is being taught or not even being taught. It's just like play. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm trying to go back to is like teaching the fundamentals from the get-go of okay, you're 10 years old, you are going to learn how to cut. Mm -hmm. Like to second, Mm -hmm. to third, to home. You're going to know 
where each person moves within this play. Mm -hmm. It's not watch the ball anymore. It's not T-ball. Yeah. Um, And then also too, is when we do practices, it's going to be directed towards fundamental practices. Mm -hmm. It's not just going to be, all right, we're going to do batting practice and everyone shag. Um, But also too, you talked about dads coaching. Mm -hmm. There's some really good ones. Oh, there are. Very good that dads have that yeah. have played. That know. That mm-hmm. know. And then there's some that maybe played to, let's say, the high school level. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can put put a bet on most dads that play, like coach baseball, probably played through high school. Through their high school mm-hmm. career. But then again, mentally, they're still playing. At the high school level. As a dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're in the mind that they're still playing. They haven't given The kid's idea. not playing. Mm-hmm. It's them. Mm-hmm. So... In my mind, I'm sitting back and I'm watching and I want to go and it's like analyzing, okay, I don't want to be that coach. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Um, But I think it gets lost in the sauce because <laughs> like you said, the rings, you know, like, oh, we need to win this. Yeah. I would rather a 10 new team like go out, not have any errors. Everyone has a good at bat. Mm-hmm. Players are moving to their right spots on yep. certain plays. Like, mm-hmm. let's talk about a simple one. Pitcher gets the ball. Right fielder's kind of running towards the fence, you mm-hmm. know, like backing up the throw. You'd be surprised how many kids don't know what to do. Just little. Yeah, they don't. And just those little things, mm-hmm. you know, you want to see. And my my family seen me play. Mm-hmm. You know, they yeah. saw my, my ability and yeah. how well I played, mm-hmm. right? But I'm talking to my family and I say, hey, look, he's 10. Calm down. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. So I heard Jeff Francoeur. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was talking about Smoltzy. So mm-hmm. called John, John Smoltz. Smoltz yeah. yeah. On a podcast the other day. And they talked about um, like kids that can throw it at a young age. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe the other kid that's next to him isn't throwing it as well. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean he can't grow. To become a to become or whoever, yeah, more, yeah. You know, I think that's another thing is people forget about the late bloomers, bro. Well, yeah, the late bloomers, of course, but more so the like let them grow, <laughs> like let them be. Like they're still kids, yeah. 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 So that's one thing that gets me is you know everyone gets so caught up in like, well, my son's not playing or he only played three innings, dude. At least your son played three innings. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some kids that ride the bench and, and they're, they're kids yeah they're 10 and they're riding the bench who cares man <laughs> let the kid play yeah like yeah. if if you were the coach that said yes to that kid it's a responsibility to that kid mm-hmm. it's not just a number like mm-hmm. you said of yeah. cash flow mm-hmm. right get them reps and i don't know how it is in certain areas but we fall into it of course it's life you know mm-hmm. they're even in corporate there's people that you don't like but there's people that you need to respect. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's all about respecting like the person next to you. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what if, I mean, what if I'm a dad one day and I'm coaching my kid and their team, Mm -hmm. I have to make my kid just as equal as the others when I'm coaching. Yeah. I can't favor and I can't, I can't sit back and, 
you know, put down a kid that's better than mine. Yeah. Can't, I mean, that's because uh, guess what? Yeah. I have that kid that's really good on my team and he's not on yours. Yeah. So that's a plus. Mm-hmm. And I can talk to that kid in a certain way and be like, hey, man, look, you're doing great. I love the work ethic. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it going. Yeah. You know, talk to him different to make him better, even though he's good already. Yeah. Because he can always go up. Yeah. But it's more so like using him as an example every once in a while and be like, hey, guys, you know, you see how old Jimmy fields the ground ball and he has rhythm and he's moving towards first base and his arm slot stays pretty good and his body like using that. Mm -hmm. And then everyone kind of like feeds off the good guy. But it's all about how you talk to those players to get them to to perform to perform like that guy, Mm -hmm. because the older you get there there's a separation that starts happening oh yeah like shit they, you can see it at that level dude yeah. yeah and you know you see athleticism in one kid but you see this other kid's more like baseball savvy mm-hmm. well this athleticism over here is pretty good i can like turn that into a baseball player mm-hmm. but the baseball player is going to help me turn that into a baseball player mm-hmm. use your tools man yeah and sometimes the tools have two legs two arms and they're looking right at you dead in the face. <laughs> I know. So I guess the coaching lifestyle is more purpose-driven to just help people gain an understanding. Of the game, yeah. And not just the kids, but I want, I just want the parents, like, at the end of the day, it's all about trust, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, our parents trusted the coaches that coached us. Yeah. And that's what I want to be for the parents and for the kids moving forward like on -on one-on-one stuff because i love coaching the teams because i can run a practice i can run a run a game right right Mm -hmm. but i like the one-on-one because i'm trying to figure out the player before i figure out what their problem is yeah yeah so like if i if i can figure out you know who's standing in front of me and how to help them mentally. It makes your job easier. It's so much easier. <laughs> like if I if I go over there and be like, all right, I teach, hit the top of the ball and stay through it. And that's all I get. That's, that's all I got for you. And that's all I'm gonna like you're gonna do it my way or you're not gonna get it. Yeah, and then I'm just gonna tell you that you just can't you suck or something. Then, yeah, yeah, like and you kill confidence. I don't think our lessons are working. Go find someone else. The worst I, thing you can do. That's the worst thing you can do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I I try to study the game still. Yeah, that's what I do. Like, yeah, I watch. I follow all these guys on social media, and just hearing knowledge from what they may have learned to feel, like within a swing, their body position as a pitcher coming down the mound, mm-hmm. using little tools like a PVC pipe to mm-hmm. keep your shoulders and everything Even, in a line. But you're still working on driving down the mound. Yeah, you know it's crazy, dude. Using those little tools, it's co- it's pretty cool to watch these guys like manipulate the body for a result. Mm-hmm. And of course, like I took biomechanics, but when I took biomechanics, I never thought of it yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So yeah. now, like when I'm looking back at biomechanics, I'm like, I'm remembering mm-hmm. all these things. What's well, like looking like 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 shit, man? We were playing like driveline; mm-hmm. they didn't exist. Yeah. And that's all biomechanics driven. The right. whole their whole concept is making you as a pitcher move more efficiently mm-hmm. to take stress off of your like most used ligaments. Yeah. And that's 
all science, all biomechanics, a bunch of nerds that developed this thing and it works. Yeah. But you would have never done that because people like the old school way of thinking is like, oh, this is the only way we're going to teach you how to play baseball. This is it. But it's like, yeah, but there's so many more ways and avenues mm-hmm. that you can teach guys how to be like true, the best version of themselves. For sure. Yeah. And it's like the sports specific, you know, driven, right? Yeah. Um, But I tell a lot of the parents and a lot of the players is like, there's not a one size fits all shoe here. No, there's not. You can stand up there, wiggle your bat like Gary Sheffield and still be on time to drive Mm -hmm. a ball. Yeah. That's the the funny thing is like, you look at guys like that or Euclid who had his hand like up here. Yeah. How does he hit? But it's funny. And like, this is kind of like ruined towards the end, but it's like, Mm -hmm. it's funny because if you look at even the weirdest, wildest batting stances. Yeah there's still something intrinsic about hitting because they all end up in the same for sure. spot. It's a lot la- like they call spot. it the launch position. Yes. You know, it's in the same, it doesn't matter if their hands are down here, if they're up here, Yeah. if they're doing all this, mm-hmm. it's like, there's still one thing in common is like, you got to hit the ball. Right. So you can chase a field. You can teach them all everything around the sun about how to hold yeah. your hands at all this. But if you can get to the one point to teach a kid to, mm-hmm. to go off a field. Yeah. You've won. Yeah. I, like there's some days, you know, like if a kid's too much thinking about his swing, I'll sit back and go, hey, I'm your buddy. We're cavemen. I've got a rock in my hand and you got a stick. Hit it. Just hit it. <laughs> yeah. You know, just try to find it Simplify where it's at it, yeah. and take the barrel to the ball. Because mm-hmm. we've already talked about, you know, like taking the barrel it's not swinging the bat. It's controlling the barrel to get to a point mm-hmm. and catch the ball. But it's been it's been uh, a roller coaster of like I want to try this and I want to try that. You know, I've always been like the variety type of person. What your twenties are for, man. Yeah. So, and that's one cool thing. You know, people say, "Oh, well, you got to have it figured out." I'm gonna no. be. I'm gonna tell you right now, you don't have to have it figured out. And I think. There's right time, right place Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. You know, but there's also right people. Yeah. Like they always say, you show me five of your friends. The whole man. And you'll probably be the sixth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the truest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, man. And I've always been like a to myself kind of guy, but I'm friend, like I'm friends with everybody, but I have a task at hand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so time to myself to prepare for that. Because I give energy, mm-hmm. like, a lot. Yeah. So when I go home, it's like, all right, this is my downtime. <laughs> and I get to, it. like, dive into the knowledge of the game. Yeah, man. You that's, know? And that's what makes that's what's going to make you a good coach, dude. Yeah. Because so, you're, you're never resting. Well, I feel like I'm never, never always never right. dormant. You're yeah. never just like, okay, this is it. This is, I've done it. I've done everything I can. Yeah. I'm good. Oh, it's not working. All right. We're, we're good. You know? Yeah, you okay. have to find a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So that's good. But we, so the cool, the positive thing to take is that you're back in baseball, man. Oh, dude, it's back unreal. It. And, you, and this is when I told you when you first came back, I was like, you're going to start, you're not going to be able to leave it alone because you're going to start looking at more. And oh, more yeah. And more. And you're just like, I can't get enough because there's just so much out there. So this last Sunday, I mean, I, I pretty much took ground balls with the team, <laughs> the 14 U team. Yeah. But I wanted them to see more so the attitude and the energy, yeah. you know, the talk yeah. and the communication. The lingo, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I took batting practice as well, and I wanted them to see, like, an approach. I wanted them to see, like, a few squared-up baseballs in the first round, 
mm-hmm. and then make an adjustment coming into the second and square up more, yeah. you know, yeah. and then ask and, and open up the floor like for them yeah. to talk because dude, kids nowadays don't like, talk. No, they're just like, okay. And they're sitting down and they're like, what, what is he saying? What the hell did he just say? So every lesson I have or anytime I do something with the kids playing ball, I'm like, Hey, if you don't understand, ask, call me by my name or say, Hey coach. I don't get it. Yeah. I can't feel it. Yeah. Well, maybe let's talk about it. Yeah. You know, it's not about hitting 500 in here. It's <laughs> yeah. about hitting 100. Yeah. And they're the best 100 I hit all day. Mm-hmm. So. It's the way to coach, man. Well, dude, yeah. we appreciate having you on, man. And if you haven't noticed, we're going to have Oscar in like all of our videos now. So you'll be seeing a lot more of Oscar. That'll be cool. <laughs> It'll be a vibe, man. It'll be a vibe. Yeah. It'll be a vibe. But yeah, man. So thanks for coming on, dude. We appreciate it, dude. No, and talking you. about coaching, like a lot of things like, I'm looking to get more coaches on here because, like, with everything you said, mm-hmm. I'm trying to get big time coaches. We can no, hear, like, for sure. hear what, like, true, like, these guys, like, everything you're saying, but I want to see, like, how these guys really interpret all that, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And they put it into some of the best ball players in America. I'm like, I'm dead set on getting some coaches. So yeah. I think that'd be good for us both to hear. But I think it's going to be great. Hell yeah, man. But yeah, so guys, this episode will be out this Friday. I don't even know what Friday is. What's Friday? The 22nd. The 22nd. No, the 21st. 21st. So this episode is going to be out the 21st. Um, on all streaming services, Spotify, Apple Music, and on YouTube. So we appreciate it if you got there. Subscribe, like the podcast, rate the podcast. That helps us a lot. But yeah, man, again, Oscar, thanks for coming on. Anything else you want to tell the people before we end it? Bring the action. There you go. That's That's got to get tattooed. Now it's, now it's going to live forever. Now you have to do it. Now got it's over. <laughs> but yeah, guys, thanks for listening, and we'll be sure to uh, catch you guys in the next one. Thanks again.